You're listening to the Elevate Podcast, the official podcast of the Coastal LA Singles Ministry, where our focus is reaching up, reaching in, and reaching out. Okay, I think this is this is us, right? Welcome, everybody. Thanks for coming. It's a, a small, intimate group, and uh, it's actually kind of cool because what we're going to be talking about a little bit later um, is going to be more of a, a question and answer type thing. So think about right now, start kind of cultivating in your mind questions that you might have about debt, creditors, and we can talk about pretty much anything uh, like dealing with debt collectors, uh, bad credit scores, bankruptcy. So, you know, talk about as much as that you're comfortable with um, and, and go as personal as you like. And if you, if you don't feel comfortable talking about it in the class setting, feel free to get with us afterwards and be happy to, uh, to talk with you, okay? So, everybody, my name is Russell De La Pena, and this is Kike. And we, again, want to give you a formal welcome. I'll uh, talk into the mic here. I'll move away once in a while. Everybody can hear me okay if I talk from right here, right? Okay, all right, cool. So um, let's start off with a word of prayer. I always think it's the best thing to put God to speak through speakers, not speakers speaking uh, on their own accord. So let's, let's pray first. Father in heaven, uh, we just uh, thank you for the opportunity to have a class like this. This is, this is really great uh, to be able to share experiences, Father. Uh, all of us have some kind of experience with debt. Some of us have no debt, never had debt. Some of us have a lot of debt and are, in, are going through some really, really difficult times. And God, the goal here is not to make anybody feel bad. It's, it's to make everybody feel good and give some hope and a light at the end of the tunnel. And so I just ask for uh, the right words to come from Kike and myself that we can encourage and inspire and and give some tools and some hope to each person here. We ask these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Kike's got some, uh, a little icebreaker she'd like to share with you guys. So I'll pass pass it over to Kike. Does everybody have one of these? Gotcha. Okay, we will talk. Okay. <laughs> Not used to the mic. <laughs> I can turn it down so it feels more personal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Ah, okay. Gotcha. All right. So, um, you guys can go ahead and begin. So, um, just we'll give um, everybody like maybe two minutes, two three minutes, and you could just pick um, A through and when you pick whichever one you pick, just either bubble it in or you could put the letter that you put that you answered, and I'll know when you guys are done. (laughs) All the questions are pretty cool, huh? I'm like, whoa. 
All right. And after you finish, just tally how many, like, wh whichever letters you have. So if you have more A, you put, like, three, that you picked three A's, or you picked four B's or four C's on the, well, we won't tally up like that, but the most that you answer, what letter you pick the most? Is it your name? <laughs> <laughs> I promise not a bad thing. It's not. <laughs> yeah, retest. Everybody almost done? Still working on it? One more? Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Take your time. No rush. Oh, they're tied? Oh, that's a good thing. Is it tied between whichever one you feel like you are? I guess. The <laughs> positive <laughs> more positive one. So everybody done? Almost? So, yeah, I'm not going to bust anybody out, I promise. This is private. This is more to you, <laughs> you know. But um, if it could be true. Um, I, I don't know what it is for you guys. Mine was, actually, I was kind of hurt at first. It's like, you were a miser. I was like, what the? <laughs> but, you know, it's not a bad thing. You know, sometimes uh, when you look at all these things, it could be either good or bad, you know. So I wanted to just do this so that you can even think. If you feel like it's negative, please don't don't be down on yourself because actually you, you can always be changed. And if it's a positive thing, that's even great. We keep going in that right direction, you know. But it also helps you to see like, oh wow, okay, so maybe I should do something different, or make make maybe I should continue to do what I'm doing and keep going in the right direction. And you know, you're welcome to share with other people if you want to. Feel free to do that um, to share with other people what you felt. But this is not like end all be all. So this is just an activity that I noticed. That week, that's very. <laughs> you be smiling back there, like, "Whoa, this is me." <laughs> but I just wanted to share that with you, just a fun fact that we I would just notice on the internet. So that's it for me. All right, so we're gonna make sure that cyberspace can hear us well. And uh, just to repeat, this is Kike and Russell uh, sharing the class uh, from Great Love. Not just kidding. Um, so. Today, you know, we want to have a, a, a real kind of like one-on-one, -on -one, so to speak, kind of experience because debt is a real personal, it's a very emotional experience. And, and speaking of which, I'd like to share my own personal story, uh, some of my struggles with debt. Um, I am a serial entrepreneur, which means that I build lots of businesses, and some of them succeed and some of them fail. And when they fail, they fail miserably. And what you go through when you when you do that, if you haven't been if you weren't born with a silver spoon in your mouth or with parents that can guide you uh, to how to build the business or parents that can pull out the credit card when the business doesn't work out so well, um, it's amazing what you can go through. And so years ago, I lived in uh, Colorado for about 10 years and uh, I built a real estate business by knocking on doors, literally cold calling getting barked at, yelled at, don't come around here. I said, would you like to sell your house? You know, where I'm a realtor and I just got my license and I'd like to see if you'd like to sell it. And uh, out of multiple doors of knocking, 
uh, three people called me and one of them was my first sale and I sold the house. And I was like, wow, this stuff really does work. All the hard work getting the license, right? And I built that business slowly, actually uh, pretty quickly, uh, within the first six months. And uh, I started doing $10,000 a month, every month, three to five houses uh, uh, a month is what I was selling. And uh, I was so confident that I decided I was going to start doing a commercial in Spanish. I speak Spanish, and so I thought, I'll do a commercial in Spanish. I'm just untouchable. And after all, all my com competitors are, are doing commercials as well, so I've got to stay competitive with them. I had no idea what I was getting into. So I bought my house, I bought my car, I started to invest in this commercial, and it didn't turn out the way I thought it would. The calls weren't coming in like I thought they would. I wasn't able to sell the houses like I thought it would. And long story short, I lost everything. I lost my house, which I sold to another investor for $1,000. I bought for $200,000. Um, I had to have my car repossessed my brand new car that I was driving around on my clients that was repossessed. Even longer story short, uh, I ended up sleeping on the floor at a friend's house for a couple of years as I tried to figure out. No joke, I was sleeping on the floor. Um, it, was, it was tough. And as I built different businesses, that's what I would go through. I would, um, you know, b before I was used to having great credit. I had well over 700 scores. Um, uh, never had to worry about credit, never had to worry about what was in my bank account. I, I didn't check. I knew there were a lot of zeros, and that's all I needed to know. And that was my idea of accounting. That was my the extent of my knowledge in accounting. So I did not have, I lacked a financial education. And so eventually I moved back to California where I was originally from and uh, just started to start building uh, other little businesses. And one of them was a credit repair company. So I started to help people. I was blessed in Colorado to learn some, uh, to meet somebody who worked for one of the three major credit bureaus, TransUnion. How many here have heard of TransUnion? Okay, so, wow, almost all of you. So he actually showed me how to build a, a credit and debt restoration and arbitration company. I got certified in that. But I still lacked education, and I still lacked, uh, even building that business, I lacked a, a true financial education, and probably most importantly, I lacked emotional discipline which is typically what I found was my, my downfall, is my upkeep became my downfall. Um, getting the nice things, uh, wanting to live the life uh, and, and look on the outside uh, what I wasn't. And so God also was not number one in my life at that time. I was a Sunday Christian. I uh, grew up in the church, but um, the extent of my relationship with God was on Sundays. I'd say hello spend my hour, and I could not wait till the hour was done, but I thought it was a good thing to do. So that was probably the cornerstone of my problem, right? I didn't put God first. And so fast forward, um, giving my life to God, it's amazing how many things changed. Um, a couple of years ago, uh, decided to give my life fully over to God. Uh, I met a beautiful and incredible woman sitting here in the audience and uh, married her a couple, uh, three months ago three and a half months ago. And, um, you know, we, we now do not worry about money. We are, we are not rich, but we do not worry about money. We save uh, uh, quite a bit every month um, and did before. Our conversations before we got married, months before, even though we were going to be spending for a wedding, uh, our conversation was consistent with what our plan was. 
uh, how we were going to handle money, what our belief systems were about money. Should we have credit cards? Should we not have credit cards? I personally do not have credit cards. I have a debit card. Um, I follow, which we'll share a little bit later, uh, those of you who may have heard of Dave Ramsey, um, great resource, Christian man, and um, you can go to YouTube and get a lot of free information, watch some of his stuff, and then eventually go to his website. But the goal today here is, is just to kind of share um, with each other some experiences, and you can share to what extent that you want. Obviously, the more that you open up, the more help you can get. Um, what I'd like to do is, is just kind of go into a question and answer type of thing, and I'll repeat the question so folks in cyberspace can hear us as well. Um, but we can talk about things like, you know, things that some of you may be dealing with. Some of you may have no problem with debt and are here to ensure that always stays the same, and, and I commend you. Uh, and we'll go over some scripture about that here in just a minute. Uh, Kike will read uh, the first scripture that we've got. Uh, the first scripture that we've got uh, on, on deck for you guys. But, you know, how, uh, all the way from dealing with no debt and, and being fine with your credit to bankruptcy, uh, debt collectors calling you. I know what that's like. I know what it's like to have a car repossessed. I know the embarrassment uh, at my age to have that happen to me. Uh, it was really tough, especially for a man, uh, especially when you're in industries where you're used to making a lot of money and, you know, money's no object, that kind of stuff, to have it all taken away from you. And thank God it did because it brought a lot of humility to me and it made me recognize that it could be taken away in a heartbeat and how important it was that my, uh, my security wasn't found in a bank account, but it was found in, in God, in God alone. So let's, uh, I'm going to have Kiki read our first scripture here. Uh, the Bible is full of instruction on how to handle our money, and that's for a reason. Money is not the root of all evil. It's the love of money that is the root of all kinds of evils, the Bible says. It's putting uh, money as your God instead of the one true God. Go ahead and read the, the first scripture. The first scripture is Proverbs twenty-seven twenty-three. It says, um, Be sure you know the condition of your flocks. Give careful attention to your herds. And so, you know, in, in the olden days, and even still to this day, I've actually been to Israel, um, you'll still see young shepherds tending their flock and their sheep. You'll see them out in the street really early, and they're kind of, they have a little stick, and they kind of keep them in order. You say, what does that have to do with money? Well, for many of these shepherds, that's their livelihood. That's their business. That's how they make their earning. And the Bible is telling us, keep an eye on your money. Be good stewards of what has been lent to you uh, by God. Because if you don't, if these little shepherds, uh, young boys, oftentimes uh, don't take care of their sheep, the sheep wander, uh, are put in danger, um, all kinds of things could happen. And they lose their livelihood, and then there you go. You have all that different kinds of stress. So let's, let's start with some questions. If anybody's got some topics, um, it can be about anything. It, it can, you know, I'm, if I don't know, I'll give you some resources that, that has it. If it's about credit, for example, um, how to either build your credit, how to live without credit, uh, how to handle um, debt collectors that might be calling, or what about some of the legal situations? Sometimes we get sued uh, if we don't pay our debts. Or are there any kind of questions that you guys might be able to think of? And it could be for yourself or it could be for family members or friends that you know might be struggling with things like that. So who's got any questions? David, yes, sir. 
It's a great question. So David is asking, isn't a credit score or good credit scores, uh, are, aren't they important? And how do you live without a good credit score? There's going to be different um, answers for that, for depending on your kind of long-term and even short-term goals. I used to preach, so to speak, for the one where we would restore credit. I owned a company that helped people restore their credit and negotiate their debts. Uh, today, I look at it very differently. I'm a real estate investor, and I also um, uh, build little internet businesses, and I invest in, in different commodities. So it's a little bit different for me now. My, my mindset is different for me. Uh, that's not f to say that's, that's going to be the case for everybody. For me, I use a debit card, and if you listen to the Dave Ramsey show, you'll hear he says the same thing. In fact, the first thing he asks you to do is to cut up your credit cards. His reasoning is that it doesn't make sense to get out of debt by getting in more debt. Credit cards are an instrument that you're um, getting into debt. You're owing somebody uh, money for, right? And he says if you don't have a plan financially, the bank will have a plan for you. And you're not going to like that plan. How many of you, again, have heard of Dave Ramsey? And Okay, that's right. Okay, so good. So a good number of everybody in, are, are familiar with it. So um, the way I buy a car or I will be buying a house uh, – the way I do those things is I don't use credit. I deal directly with the homeowner or the owner of the car, and I pay cash, or I work out some kind of terms. So the bank is now the homeowner instead of dealing with a big organization that is only looking at my credit score. Does that make sense? So Diana and I, you know, our philosophy is really to save money and then pay cash. It's amazing what kind of deals you can get when you can say, I see a head nodding back there. Yeah, um, I've got cash. You know, what, what's my new price? You know, that's the price that you listed the, the car for, but what's my real price? And it's amazing uh, how things change when you've got cash to put down. So the same thing for a house. I, uh, when I do my real estate investing, I don't go to a bank ever. I deal directly uh, with the homeowner, and they become my bank. So I'm, I'm getting terms from that person uh, instead of going to a bank and paying a lot more interest. You know, it'll take you years and years. There's, you know, it's kind of scary to have a, a, a home mortgage for 30 years. That's, that's kind of crazy. So it's a great question. So I just do things differently. The, the debit card works just the same as a credit card does. Yes, sir. Great, great question. So he's asking um, there, when you rent a car, um, they require a credit card. What I would like to refer you on that one. I've listened to Dave Ramsey talk about it. It's been a while, so I don't have uh, his exact answer for that, but he does have an answer. Um, I refer to his site. You can even, I believe you can ask questions uh, whether or not you're a member, um, but I would recommend that you go to his site and ask about that because they, they're asked that question a lot too. What about rental cars that require a credit card and won't accept a debit card? And so they do touch on that and they can get you the answer for, for that one. Yes. Well, I know that Russell was saying that, oh, thank you, that that was for him. Because I work for a bank, one of the things I always tell people, I'll actually, I'm the opposite. Um, I tell you to at least have one or two credit cards, but not use the credit card. Just come on an like, emergency basis. And I love what you said, newbie, that um, that only have that card. Like one of the biggest things while I was researching this uh, topic was, the only time you should be using a credit card is when you already have that money already in your bank account. Don't ever use it if you do not 
have it is because now you have people have to pay interest if you don't pay it in full. The purpose of the credit card is supposed to just be for emergency purpose. Even though you should have your emergency fund, but it's like, oh my God, everything just went out the door and I need to use this card and pay it in a timely fashion. But like you said, people are moving towards the credit more than we would love to as people are forced to do that i would say do have that because sometimes even there are times that you cannot buy that house in cash i wish we could do that but the credit does do happen that you do need that credit score that you needed to be able to purchase that loan because having a home loan is not necessarily bad debt but it's some some of that we do have good debt but you want to be wise as well not to buy something above your own means as well so you have to like consider so many other things like okay what's my income how much can i realistically afford that i can definitely every month i can actually afford to pay this back every month and not get over my my head kind of thing so i i would say on my own i like to do have that one credit card it may be the most two but never use the second one that was like like a backup if something happens like fraud I, the bank is full of fraud, to be honest. Unfortunately, there's a lot of fraud that happens. So I always have something to fall back on if they do require that credit card. So I see what you're saying, that sometimes they do require that credit card and they wouldn't take the debit card. So that's when time I would say that you should fall into that. Ooh, okay. So that's a good question. I think everyone is different. If you know the kind of person that you're not <laughs> good at with money and you don't feel like if that the more the the limit the higher the limit the more you'll be susceptible to use it more then I would say cut it back. I would say don't have more than 5000. Um if you feel like you're very good about if it, if you have over 24000 that's fine and you're not worried then that's not a big deal. But if you feel like you could be tempted to use more than that then don't don't try to tell them to put put it less than that. Yeah. And I know that a lot of my clients sometimes they come in they're like ah we'll give them like 10,000 and they're like no I don't want 10,000 can you decrease it and they are willing to work with you and they will decrease it to whatever limit you want it to be yeah but you want to definitely it's all about knowing who you are if you feel like you're the kind of person that you're a spender and it's easy for you to just go spend then have the less limit as you possibly can but if you feel like if you feel like oh I can I can I can be okay and I'm not going to be tempted then the limit is not the issue is your your willingness to actually use the card so that's great. So that's coming right from a banker, right? So, and, and listen, you're, you'll hear between Kike and myself two different, very different paths to go. And that's okay. Um, you know, most people, when they're going to go buy a home, are going to go through a bank at some point. Even the folks, I help uh, folks buy rent to own. And at some point, it, during the term or at the end of the term, they uh, need to go to a bank. Um, I don't because this is what I do professionally. So depending on how much you know about the given topic gives you different options. If it's not of your interest, it's okay. It doesn't, doesn't mean that you're doing the wrong thing, et cetera. But I think what Kike just answered, you know, if you look at the underlying point behind that, it's, you know, how is your current financial education and situation right now? Is it out of control? You know, are, are you paying all your bills, but you're maxed out like I was right before I lost my house, my car, and everything else that I had. Bought brand new, by the way, everything I bought. I, I filled the house with all brand new furniture, all expensive furniture. I lost it all because money with a credit card for me was like, it was just my automatic ATM didn't matter, and I could just spend at will. So 
the answer to that question is going to be different. It won't be this. It won't be like a blanket answer because everybody's emotional control and financial education is going to be different, right? So how you use money, uh, it's like having a loaded gun. You know, do you know how to use it or or not? So, um, great question. Great question. Yes, ma'am. Great, great question. This, if you got a pen and paper, this is where you want to take notes. Um, the question for cyberspace <laughs> was um, credit repair. Uh, I have a background in credit repair uh, personally and also helping hundreds, literally, of people nationwide. Um, uh, I now have a, a, an ebook uh, that I sell as well at one of my websites. So, um, and by the way, uh, for any of you here that would like a copy of that free, just let me know and I'll, and I'll give you a copy of that. There's, there's no charge, okay? Um, yeah. So, credit repair. The question was how do you negotiate with debt collectors that are calling you? around the clock and disguising their number and, and all that kind of stuff. It's, a, it's kind of a, a loaded question, meaning there's a lot of answers to it. But I'll, I'll give you some tips here uh, that I did personally. Um, I ultimately filed bankruptcy nine years ago. And um, I use a company that some of you may be familiar with, and this is not intended to plug the company. Um, maybe I don't, I don't know if I, I'll tell it to you kind of, uh, I guess I can say it's not the, meant to plug them. They used to be called prepaid legal. Now they're legal shield. Some of you may have heard of them. And I obviously could not afford an attorney. And this is not, again, this is not a seminar nor a plug for their company. But um, I couldn't afford to pay 200 to $500 an hour for an attorney. I don't know about you, but when I was bankrupt, I couldn't afford that kind of thing. I couldn't afford very much at that point. So what I found is I was able to talk to an attorney on the phone uh, for about $16 a month, and it was month to month. Uh, and these were qualified, quality, AV rated, top t 15%. These were top, top shelf folks. And I went through that process myself. They, they uh, reviewed contracts, et cetera, for me. And there's a reason I'm telling you this. I know you're not going to the bankruptcy part yet in your question, but uh, I had a lot of power behind, behind me with a very small amount of money being spent each month. So to answer your question on how do you deal with debt collectors, a big part of dealing with debt collectors is there's fear behind uh, the person calling you, uh, wanting uh, money from you, and uh, they have information and education about the law that you don't have. There's a law, a federal law called the Federal Debt Collection Practices Act. There's another one called the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And these are two federal laws that were put into place to protect you, the consumer, not them. It was to govern the abuses that were happening with both the credit repair companies, the three major ones, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. And it was also to stop these debt collectors from, from lying to you and, and things like that. What I did was, um, and what you can do is if you have outstanding debts, uh, debts that are old, my recommendation before you pay any old debt off, before you pay anything. And before you give out your uh, check, uh, checking account number or anything like that, is that if you can get a service like prepaid legal, I mean, actually now it's called Legal Shield. Uh, you can go on LegalShield.com or any service like that where it's low cost and have a debt validation letter sent on your behalf by one of these companies. You can, you can write them yourself, but it, when it comes from a whole bunch of attorneys, it's great. Telling the debt collectors, prove to me and it's not that you're saying you don't want to pay your, repay your debt. I'm never going to encourage you not to repay it. But are you 100% sure what you owe 
the additional fees and interest that have been added on to it, uh, the different attorney fees. Are you 100% sure that the amount that's being said that you owe is actually the correct amount? If you're not 100% sure, if the statute of limitations has not passed, which is four years in the state of California, by the way, um, you know, make sure first that they're bonded and licensed in their state to even be collecting. How do you know who these people are that are even calling you in the first place? Have they shown you identification through the phone? Right? So having a debt validation letter sent on your behalf by an attorney, it's a pretty powerful thing that demands all these things. You have the right to see the original documentation that, you've, uh, that you signed, uh, how they calculated the interest and attorney fee. I mean, these are your rights. So all I'm asking and, and all I'm suggesting here is that you use your rights. You know, you don't have rights unless you know what those rights are. So uh, how would you negotiate? That's how I would start. I wouldn't even try to be on the phone with a uh, debt negotiator. Uh, I used to do that for a living. I was a debt arbitrator certified in doing that. And they're tough. There's, there, there's some tough characters because they're accustomed to dealing with uh, people that are e emotional and going through a hard time. So that's how I would start. Uh, my negotiation. Yes, yes, sir. Yeah, so, you know, again, the the uh, debt validation letter is the best in that in that situation. Uh, debt collectors do buy and sell debt, and there are statutes of limitations on collecting debt. Let me go a little bit deeper into that. The debt validation letter, by the way, again, is it's a, it's a great and powerful tool. So that solves that if it comes from an attorney or it just comes from yourself. You have a right within the first 30 days that they're um, trying to collect that debt from you to find out what, what I've just mentioned and laid out. Do you want to add to that? Okay. So um, statute of limitations is four years in the state of California. Statute of limitations of what? You cannot be sued for a debt after four years in the state of California. A debt collector can call you 20 years later if he'd like to. Okay? But they can't do anything about it. So I'm not, again, I'm not suggesting you don't pay, but what I'm saying is there's, there's an order in which you want to handle the repayment of your debt. There's, there's a sequence of things. If you make a payment, let's say you're at year three, for example. No, you're, you're almost at year four. You're like a day before. And the debt collector calls you, and they convince you. It's pretty compelling. You're going, you know what? I'm going to pay you. So you, you, you make one payment. The four-year clock just restarted. So now you have another additional four years that they can sue you for that debt. If you wait till after that four years, any threat of suing, by the way, that's a federal offense. They cannot threaten to sue you or the phone unless they actually sue you. That's federal law. So they, they need to sue you if they threaten to do so. Uh, a lot of these guys were, were, were commonly doing that. So the first thing would be, Debt validation and then working on your credit and your credit score. If you want to build your credit score, um, you want to try to negotiate with a, with this same letter or, you know, you want to have some kind of removal. Um, you can verify, you can verify um, that it's accurate. And if it's not accurate or if it's incomplete, uh, not updated, they have to, the credit bureaus have to delete the negative mark. So now you've got that off of your account. Now you can deal with the creditor. But otherwise, it'll show that it's paid, and that's hurting your score, even though it says paid. How many of you knew that? That if, if, if your collection, you knew, okay, so we have one. If you have um, a collection that is paid off, that says paid, 
it still hurts your score. It's better to have it removed. That's why you want to negotiate to have it removed versus paying it first. Because imagine trying to pay it first and then saying, okay, now take it off. It's not going to happen. They don't have a, a need to do so. So uh, the double dipping uh, law, I don't know the specific about it, but I do know that there is an exchange and that they will buy debt and then they will try to call you and try to recollect. But now you know that the state of California says you have four years for a lawsuit so that you don't need to be intimidated by that. And, um, and, you, and the older a debt becomes, the easier it is to uh, negotiate, far easier. Yes, ma'am. Um, yeah, you can be sued for anything um, in the United States. The, the question was, can you be sued if uh, you're making payments, but then they want to sue you for the remainder? I don't know of cases, I've, at least personally, I've not heard of that happening if, you're, if you've already made an arrangement. Um, but, you know, if you breach the contract that you originally signed, which even just paying late is a breach of contract, uh, you can be sued pretty much for anything. But it, to me, it wouldn't make logical sense for a debt collection company to do that if they're being paid on an asset. So for them, this is an asset because it pays them every month you're paying, right? So it wouldn't make sense for them now to expend uh, money in attorney fees and stuff like that to, to collect on something that's already paying them. Yes, ma'am. So you have, uh, to clarify that I understand, you have student loans and you have a credit consultation. Credit is it uh, like a credit counseling type of a company that, uh, like a consumer credit counseling company that helped consolidate the debts to make one payment? Okay. So those are tricky. And, and um, unfortunately with those, they're uh, perceived by a mortgage company oftentimes, and you can, you can confirm this if, if, if I'm correct with that, but uh, oftentimes it's looked like by the underwriters, that for example, if you wanted to go to get a bank loan, they would look at it like a Chapter 13 reorganization of your debt bankruptcy. So a reorganization of your debt, Chapter 13, just to give you an idea of why they consider it that way, is a judge saying uh, you couldn't repay your debt, so now we're going to help you legally make you do it. Consumer credit counseling looks great on the outside because it looks like you're getting some help, and it does stop the credit creditors from calling, et cetera. But that's how it is perceived uh, when you try to apply for, for a loan. So unfortunately, those are tough. Um, the good news, to bring some good news, is that over time, the weight of each one, so like when I had a bankruptcy, that weighted down, like each account was like 40 points, each one. So it just plummeted my score. But over time, um, the, the, the remaining ones that didn't get deleted uh, weighed less. And so the score naturally started to go up. And as I started to build new credit, uh, using uh, different techniques. Uh, obviously, you can use a secured card. You can do the piggybacking uh, where someone who has good credit, you know, is you sign, they sign up for a credit card and they get the credit card, they tear it up, and their new their good credit now becomes part of your good credit. It's a real quick way to, to increase your score while you're, you're working on it. So I think we've just got a few more minutes left. Um, 45. Uh, what time are we done here? Is it? So we have till. So I think it's till. It's about 15 more minutes. So um, let's read that second scripture that we had. We're going to read one more scripture that I want to give a uh, uh, couple of resources and some ideas here. And if you have other questions, we'll still be here after. So feel free to 
you know, this these kind of conversations definitely dr- t- typically draw out a lot of things that we think about and we've wanted to ask, but we haven't had a chance to. So feel free to ask. Second scripture is in Proverbs 21, verse 5. It says, The plans of the diligent lead to profit, as surely as haste leads to poverty. Thank you. So it's another example of financial discipline, which comes oftentimes through controlling our emotions, putting God first, and trusting him. As a self-employed individual, I've learned that oftentimes the hard way. Um, But having that financial education and and understanding how money works. I didn't grow up in a wealthy family, so uh, my dad was uncomfortable talking about money often. And uh, regardless, it's something that you have to talk about. So before I got married, that was a conversation that we had a lot because it's something that is dear to my heart from going through what I've been through, and we form plans. And it's a conversation we have every month. We go through a budget, and I'm going to give you some ideas on that. Uh, Again, I realize that most folks who are going through a financial crisis are not looking to go out and spend on big packages and things like that, so I don't want to encourage you to do that. Uh, What I want to encourage you to do is check uh, where you are spiritually with God first, and then second, start to get free information and and, and start forming a plan uh, with your finances, and it can be very, very small. So let's... um, Let's do that real quick. One of the things I would say, too, if you do not already have this, I want to make a recommendation that Dave Ramsey harps on. It's, it's his first baby step in his Financial Peace University. And it's to build a $1,000 emergency fund. And I just can't tell you how empowering that is. In fact, I know somebody I shared that with here in midweek, and he did it. And he just felt, I mean, he was over the moon uh, excited to have his first $1,000 emergency fund. It is an emergency fund. So as the name denotes, it's only for emergencies. And your mindset should be, I'll never touch it. Diana and I have saved up more than that. And our plan, we have set aside a a good sum of of money to not have to worry about spending or or worry for 6, 8, 12 months of of our income because that's an emergency. And it's set aside for an emergency. Dave Ramsey says every 10 years statistically, someone to go through a financial crisis. So if you know that in advance, your mindset should be, you know, I'm, I'm either just starting my 10 years or I'm about to get to my 10 years. It's coming uh, or at some point in the between. And so you want to have your, your emergency fund. Second resource is you can get the Holy Bible app if you don't already have that. And you can get his devotionals, Dave Ramsey's devotionals. This isn't meant to be a Dave Ramsey plug either, but these are great uh, resources that you can get. And then, of course, um, on YouTube, again, you can you can just type in his name and you can get lots of free, great Christian Bible-based. There's Susie Orman. There's a lot of great other uh, brilliant minds. But I like Dave Ramsey just because it's coming from a Christian-based foundation. And that, to me, is the kind of stuff I want going in my he- ears and all the way to my heart. I, uh, Diana and I use uh, mytotalmoneymakeover.com. It's 10 bucks a month. And that's how we budget every month. And we have like a little business meeting. I mean, that's what it feels like sometimes, like a little business meeting where we look over at our budgets. She and I, and, and you know, whether you're, you know, you don't have to be married to have these, um, these things in place. You can have this as your own personal agreement, but we don't make a purchase over $100 without consulting with each other first. Uh, we're very strict on that. And I literally, I mean, I buy stuff for my business and I'm going, all right, this is like 
$75. Okay, so I can, and this one's 10, so I can, you know, I haven't gone over 100 bucks yet. But that's so we can discipline ourselves so somebody else doesn't have to discipline us for us. So those are a couple of free resources that I hope that uh, help you guys. And uh, if you have any questions, again, I'm going to stick around afterwards. Did you have anything that you want to uh, share? Um, and that's actually part of the, uh, that's a, when you unfold the papers, just some practicals on defeating debt. This has some th- great stuff. Um, just to go in little snippets in, into the first one is avoiding bad debt. Like I said earlier, there's good debt and there's bad debt. I mean, if we could avoid debt altogether, that would be great, but it's impossible in our world that we live in. Um, well, I would su- suggest as a good debt would be buying a home. And, of course, you know, like you know, Russell said, of course, it sucks for 30 years to be paying like this mortgage, <laughs> but unfortunately, realistically, not, not a lot of us can put down 500000 or 300000 and we know it's so expensive to live in California. But bad debt would be exactly what Russell says, credit cards. They are not good. Um, as much as I would like to say, oh, you know, use it, because I, I work for the bank. The bank, that's their biggest money maker. But we do need credit card, but maybe one or two. But um, I would never suggest this for using it for, like, you know, meals and things like that. Like, again, like, the only time you should be using it is for something that you can quickly pay off the next month. So that when it comes due, it's not a paying minimum due, but you're paying it off right away. If you feel like you cannot do that, don't put it on a credit card. <laughs> Just avoid it as much as possible. And the second one is get a handle on your spending. Um, I and Russell were joking earlier, like, we all actually buy stuff. Like, if you think about Jamba Juice, Starbucks, all those things add up over time, if you think about it. Like one time I remember I was I decided to use the Starbucks app and it would let us reload. So I just reload $20 every time I did it. I realized over, like, in, all of a sudden, like in a month, I spent $100 just on Starbucks coffee. That's $100 gone, you know? And that's aside from other f- things I do. I probably, like singles, we love to go out to eat. Before you know it, $15, $20, $50, before you know it, it all adds up. Those are the things that we need to cut back on and just be really, very mindful, be very thrifty with those things. And even it was even going into more details, like even about your taxes, like the taxes you get back, if you're getting a lot back at the end of the year, that maybe you need to change your W-4 so that that way you can get more and pay more of your debt, especially if you have a lot of debt already, so you can pay more to your debt, so much more. Uh, the third one, pay off your highest rate debt uh, first. Just going back to what you were saying earlier, I just wanted to add, like, just making sure that you pay the one that has the highest rate. Start paying that down. That, that will start help building, building your your um your credit better because the more debt you can get away from your credit, the better. Even though it still stays on there, but it shows that it's paid, you know. And then it, over time, it will help build your credit. And then the fourth one said, don't fall into the minimum due trap. Um, is again going back to the credit card. If please. If you can avoid paying minimum due on credit cards, it will save you so much money. Because if you think about it, now something that costs a, a certain amount, you're paying more interest on it over time, and it just you pay way more than you needed to pay. That's why it's so key to be very careful with credit cards. If you're going to have it, pay it in full. Always remember, if you're going to have a credit card, pay it in full. And the fifth one is expect the unexpected. Going back to what Russell was saying, emergency fund. Even if it has to be, like, I love one thing that the banks do, and I'm sure most of you will know it, that they will let you, um, most banks, they allow you to transfer $25 from your check into your savings. 
make sure you keep it in the savings. <laughs> Don't move it back. Most people actually move it back. But it's actually a good thing, actually, to actually put that away. If you don't think about it, you'll be so surprised how fast that money grows. And at first, it might be like, oh, that's a lot of money. I could do something else with it. It sounds like, yes, that's great. But in, if you really think about it, and when you start to see that money grow, and when you now really need it, you'll be so grateful that that money was there. And that way you can always dip into it when that car breaks down all of a sudden, or something really crazy happened. The front is broke on the house. You have to fix anything. You never know what could happen. And that money is right there. You could just pull and use instead of using a credit card. You know what I mean? And then the sixth one, it also goes to the get help as soon as you need it. It's like going to those places, like you know that will help. First, go to the free ones so that that way the resources that you can get, so that, that way you can get the, the help that you need, like help, help with each other. We have disciples who have background in it, like you know, knowing that Russell has that, that's great. That's a person that you can definitely talk to. I remember a sister, I actually was talking to a sister. She came and was telling me about this uh, debt consolidation, that they were telling her they were going to take all of her credit cards and help her to consolidate her debt. And I, when we started to think about it, and she told me the rate, and I was like, okay, that doesn't sound bad, but and they were gonna, I, I didn't know how much they were going to charge her for doing it. And I was even a little leery on that, like, why are they going to charge you to help consolidate their debt when you can do it yourself? So when we looked at all her credit card and the rate that she was paying on all of them, when we average it out, actually she was actually less than what they were going to charge her interest-wise. So I'm grateful that she talked to me because if she had done that, she would have been paying way more if they had done it for her and paying extra on top of that. And even God even blessed her that another person, someone that she didn't even know, decided to actually give it to her for free, gave her $7,000 and tell her just pay me back and no interest. God works in amazing ways. So you never know. Maybe that was God's way of her just making her to just get out and just start talking to people to help her with the debt. So when you know that you have that, please don't feel like shy or feel afraid because you just you don't ever know who God is trying to use to help you with whatever the debt that you're already in. And God can surprise you in amazing ways if you definitely get that help that you need. So I just wanted to share that. Amen. All right, guys. Well, we're going to uh, stick around. Uh, for a few minutes after. So if you have any questions that maybe you, you didn't want to share kind of in front of everybody, that's fine, not a problem. And of course, if you see us here on Wednesdays, we'll still be here. Let's close out uh, with a quick word of prayer and then we'll be dismissed. Father in heaven, thank you so much for your wisdom that the Bible provides us and all of the help that we have that's around us. If all we do is ask and get advice and build a plan, uh, build a plan that's better than the plan others might have for us. Uh, give us comfort, Father. Uh, we ask that each person walk out of here, uh, no matter what their situation is. Um, if they're like me and they were sleeping on the floor uh, a couple of times throughout their life uh, after losing it all on a couple of occasions, uh, or it, maybe they just have some concerns about other areas or uh, future things that might be coming down the, the, the pike. Uh, Lord, we just ask that you provide comfort for those people, um, the resources that they need, and that they know that you're always in control. We ask these things in your, in your son's name. Amen. You've just listened to the Elevate podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit elevatecoastal.com.